0: You're listening to The Heart & Hustle Podcast. We are your hosts, Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman. If this is your first time listening to the show, make sure to click the subscribe button to get our podcast episodes twice a week. Now, today's episode is going to be a refreshing, inspiring girl chat, and you are going to want to grab the drink or snack of your choice and buckle up for the goodness. We have the incredible honor of chatting with the beautiful JC Marie Smith. Now, if you're not already familiar with her this girl is a spitfire. As a talented photographer from an early age, JC has always had an entrepreneurial spirit and an eye for capturing the beauty around her. Today, her creative eye propels her work as a multi-platform social media content creator. JC co-hosts the podcast, What We Said, is co-owner of two vacation rental cabins, in addition to creating and running her well-known brand on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok. And in May, JC also just launched her newest venture, a self-help course titled Balanced Boss, where she personally coaches men and women across the world to realize their full potential in both health and business. This girl is a boss, and today's conversation shows that so clearly. We sat down and talked to JC about everything from how to create consistent quality content across multiple platforms to her tips on creating cohesive on-brand photos, picking shoot locations, how to get into becoming a social media influencer, and her thoughts on Insta Reels versus TikTok. And then yeah, there's more, we took a deep dive into her thoughts on confidence, comparison, productivity, discipline, and so much more. This episode is a breath of fresh air full of encouragement, relatability, and tangible tools you can use today to slay on Insta and in your life. So if you are ready for it, let's get to the goods. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle Podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsey Roman, to photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of The Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, cause here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay.
1: All right, JC, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are beyond stoked to have you on the show. For anyone that doesn't know who you are, you're amazing. So just (laughs) introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what you do and just a little bit about your story. Well,
2: thank you guys so much for having me. I'm honored, first of all. Um, I'm JC, JC Marie Smith on Instagram and on social media. Um, I started out my, my career as a photographer. I've been obsessed with photography since I can remember since middle school when I saved up all my babysitting money to buy my first camera. And in high school, I was always the photographer girl, the girl who was always taking photos. Uh, And then I ended up turning that into my career. That's basically the only job I've ever had because in high school, I started my little photography business, taking senior photos and engagement photos and all that type of stuff, weddings and all that. And um, I've been doing photography pretty much ever since. I'm T- turning twenty sixth very soon. So it's been like over 10 years of me doing photography. Um, but then shortly, like right, hmm, I would say I still did photography, I guess, until a year after I got married, uh, which we're about to celebrate five years. So it was when I was 21 that Leif and I got married, my husband, and he had no background in photography. I'm just like giving you guys my life story. I love it. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, So Leif didn't have any background in doing any sort of creative job or photography or videography, anything like that. But um, he was working in construction at the time. And I've always just been so passionate about having a job that you love. Like, I have been so fortunate to love my job that any of my friends who are just like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading work so much. I'm like, let's find something for you to do. Like, I just want to brainstorm. Like, what are you good at? Let's, you know, get these wheels turning. So anyway, I remember asking Leif, like, well, what do you like to do? Like, what are you, you know, good at? And, um, he's like, well, I've always been interested in videography and filmmaking, but like, I've never really tried it. So anyway, when we had started seriously dating, um, and we were like thinking about getting engaged, we ended up, I actually don't really recall the timeline, but um, around that time period, he got a video camera and he filmed my best friend, Chelsea, who's now my podcast co-host. He filmed her wedding and it was so good. Like the wedding video was so, so good, especially for it being his first one. And I just told him, I'm like, this is your thing. Like you are so talented at this and you should do it. Like you should try and pursue it. And so we moved to California together, we got married and we moved to Long Beach first. And now we live in LA to pursue photography and videography. And somehow along the way, it turned into more of a lifestyle brand. So now we shoot lifestyle content and we, you know, work with a lot of different brands and Leif helps me shoot and film for YouTube. And uh, he helps a ton with behind the scenes of the podcast and a bunch of other random things. But yeah, basically now we live in LA. We have a little red toy poodle. She's just really, really cute. She's so cute. So precious. Yeah. And we work together. So that was the very long version. Wow. You're just like, Oh, where are you from? And I just (laughs) like my whole life story, but there it is. No girl. We, we love the juice. So wait, does he take all of your photos? Pretty much. So I have uh one of my friends, Danny, is an amazing photographer and we like vibe so well. She does all of the what we said photo shoots for us. Um, but mostly for my Instagram,
1: yeah, Leif is pretty much shooting all my photos. I love it. Anybody that doesn't know what we said is JC's podcast, it's incredible. You should go listen to it. (laughs) Thank you. I love podcasting. Do you guys love podcasting? It's so much fun. fun. It's It's like so fun. bestie
0: sit down chat. You get to talk life and business and walk away inspired and also inspire others. It's just the best thing.
1: I agree. I love it so much. Well, (laughs) and you guys have a similar setup where you have two co-hosts just like us. Like a lot of people have a solo podcast and they might Mm -hmm. welcome guests on, but Mm -hmm. it's fun doing it with your best friend. It's so fun to have a co-host. Like,
2: yeah. I oh, it's just so nice to have someone to bounce off of. And of course, yeah, if you are a solo one and you have guests, then you have the same thing. But um, even sometimes Chelsea and I will do solo episodes of just one of us speaking. And we're always like, wow, that's so weird to not yeah. have anyone yeah. to like laugh at my jokes or like to, yeah. you know, bounce off of. So I agree. Yeah, it
0: feels weird. Anytime Lindsay or I do that either, we sit down and we're just like, okay, this is uncomfortable. I'm just talking to myself in my closet for an hour. But yes.
2: <laughs> I know. I know the feeling.
0: I love it. Well, JC, you kind of touched on this with having Leif on your team, but Lindsay and I both like obsess over just your content and how consistent you are with the quality of it and the amount that you're putting out. Like we can't think of anyone who excels more at consistently publishing just incredible stockable content on all platforms pretty much. So, I mean, you post on Instagram, TikTok, podcast, YouTube, we just want to hear maybe from you, how do you balance it all while maintaining that high quality in your content? Like, do you do it all yourself? Do you have team? Do you have like, strategies of anything else. Like tell us your secrets, all of it.
2: (laughs) Okay. I'm ready. Well, thank you. First of all, um, I do have a mini team, so I have an assistant, a full-time assistant that works for me, Beth. She is literally an angel on earth, like diamond in the rough. I will never let go of her. Like she's the best ever. And I feel so lucky that I found her because she helps me so much. Um, I think the reason I'm able to produce so much content is because of the little team that I do have. So obviously with the podcast, Chelsea and I kind of split, you know, responsibilities over that. So it's not all just me. And then we also have, we're signed to the podcast network. We have a producer, and um, they help us a lot with a lot of different aspects of the podcast. So we have their help with that. The reason that I hired an assistant in the first place is because I was feeling overwhelmed. I wanted to do all these different things. And I feel like what I'm good at is being creative and thinking up these photo ideas and like going out there and executing. And it was, I was getting very bogged down by, you know, answering emails and negotiating things and doing all of these little tasks. Even if I had a photo idea or a a photo shoot idea, you know, I'm the one going to the store and getting all the supplies for it and then bringing it back and then taking the photos and then cleaning it all up. And it just, I was starting to get overwhelmed with all these little details. And so now that I have Beth to help me, she does all of those little things now. And I can really focus on being creative. It frees up so much of my mental space. So I don't think I'd be able to do it without her, without Leif helping me, obviously. Um, He does, again, just a lot of behind the scenes stuff. We have another business, Balanced Boss. He does all of the video editing and everything for that. So he helps a bunch, um, mostly behind the scenes. But also, I have, I don't know. I've always just been someone, I don't want to call myself a perfectionist. I've tried to stay away from that word um, because I feel like it can be crippling if you really are truly a perfectionist. But I just always say I want to be really proud of my content, and I don't want to put out stuff that I'm not super proud of. So um, I want to always maintain the branding and the quality that I've built, and yeah, I think that's like it, it's a big priority of mine. And mm-hmm. um, to touch on just how I do, you know, all the different platforms, I would say at different times, different things take priority to me, and um, it's just about finding the specific purpose and vibe of each one of them. So for me, TikTok is my fun platform. I don't really worry about it too much. I just kind of go with the trends. I have like a lot of, um, uh, like on my notes app, I have a list of running TikTok ideas that I have, but with TikTok, there's so many little trends that happen, like, and you can just kind of hop on and do your own version of it that day. So, I don't put too much pressure on myself for TikTok, YouTube. I do weekly vlogs. That's kind of a newer thing as of like three or four months ago. I just decided I'm gonna post one video a week and it's just gonna be kind of a compilation of my week. So, when things have specific like purposes and roles, it's easier to uh, stay consistent, I -hmm. think.
1: That's so good. I'm still like, literally, how? I'm just (laughs) like, (laughs) (laughs) but I love that you said like you have what you have team members or your husband, who is kind of almost like a team member mm-hmm. in the role that they're best at. Like Leif is good. Is it Leif or Leaf? It's Leif. Leif? Yes. Leif, okay. Leif is good at videography and like that sounds like what he hones in. He edits your videos, correct? Uh, so
2: he used to edit all my YouTube videos. Now he edits, he'll edit parts of them sometimes, but he's more busy with like balanced boss stuff, which uh, that's a whole other thing. You know? <laughs> okay. um, but mostly it. he does that, yes. But yeah, okay, he's that good at sense. the video and
1: editing portion mm-hmm. of like everything. That's definitely his strength for sure. Yeah. Right. Which makes sense. I and mean, then you're like honed in on what you are best at, which is creating the fun content and coming up with like the creative ideas. But I love, I think that's really a good takeaway for people is that If you're trying to do it all, including the things that you're not necessarily the best at, but it's part of your job because you're the entrepreneur, you're trying to do it all, it's like you're going to be spinning your wheels and you're not going to get as far when you're trying to spread yourself thin like that versus really honing in on what you're best at.
2: Exactly. And I think if someone out there is listening and they're like, Oh, I want to do it all, but like, I don't have an assistant and I'm feeling really overwhelmed. I would say stick to one or two platforms that are your priority. Like I'm well aware that if I did not have a team, there's no way, like, I feel like I would just have to be like, okay, Instagram and YouTube. Like that's, that's it. Because mm-hmm. to do all of them, it, it is a lot and it's really hard to balance all of them if you're not delegating. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I think it's the other thing that I took away from your conversation too on that topic was also just knowing your clarity behind each platform. Because that's something that Lindsay and I as well and have, have struggled with being on multiple platforms. You have to know exactly how you're showing up and serving and kind of what that platform is used for in order to have you know, the motivation to create content for it. Whereas when you don't have a clarity, you don't have a game plan, you don't know what you're trying to create and who you're trying to serve and how you're trying to serve them. It's a lot more difficult to create consistent content because you're not clear on what you're doing, how you're doing it, when you're doing it, all of it.
2: Totally. And that's how I felt with YouTube a few, I don't know how many months or how many, yeah, weeks at this point I've done weekly vlogs, but I was just feeling like, what am I? Like I would rand I didn't have a super specific upload schedule. So I would upload completely randomly. It would be like, oh, here's a sit down video of this. Oh, I guess now like I just vlogged a random day. So I'll put that up. And not that that's a bad thing, but I just felt so unclear about what my goal was with that platform that that's when I sat down and I got really clear about each platform. And I was like, okay, I want to post once a week on YouTube. What's kind of the vibe. And, I was, and then I thought I'd seen some people doing like a week in my life. And I thought that was a really fun idea. And I was like, okay, I'm going to try that out for a month, see how I like it. And I really, really enjoyed it. And I. F- I felt like that was a really, um, I don't know, a good way for me to vlog my life, and not there wasn't a ton of pressure. And so I'm like, okay, that's my thing on YouTube right now. Will can it change? Will it change? Definitely. But I think you just have to figure out what's working right now, and yeah, like have a purpose behind what you're
1: sharing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and with that purpose, do you have one primary platform that you kind of push toward with all the other platforms, or is it really genuinely spaced out and you? you you make money different ways. Does it like all work cohesively or is it like pushing towards like Instagram, for example?
2: Yeah, I would say it is, I don't want to say it's all equal, but I feel like I always have the goal of just, (laughs) it's almost like I just push people to every platform. I don't really ever try to like focus on one, although I make the most money off of Instagram. So it's like, I mean, it would be nice if, you know, I had more people over on Instagram. But that being said, I don't want to say Instagram is the one I like the least. I don't want them to like shadow ban me further, but <laughs> I feel like it, I've just been on it the longest. And so it's definitely, I don't know, TikTok to me is more fun and it's more exciting because it's new, I guess. And I've just mm-hmm. been on Instagram for, you know, at this point, like nine years or whatever, creating content. And so um, I feel like honestly, on our podcast, we're always just saying like, oh yeah, you can check that out on our Instagram or oh, on my weekly vlog this week, I shared this or like, you guys have to go watch this TikTok. So I think we kinda, I kinda just push people like wherever, you know, wherever the wind blows that day, like whatever I'm just focusing on that
1: day. Right. Okay, wait, I have a question from that. I keep thinking of new question. <laughs> okay. What is your opinion then on Instagram Reels, especially cause you love TikTok so much? So at first when they are like, we're coming up with Reels, I'm like, no. Don't like really <laughs> a good thing, TikTok
2: is so great. I like the TikTok algorithm is prime. I
1: don't know if you do you guys go on TikTok like or do you have to We do. I was I was hard on it for a while and then I fell off when Reels came in because my I have a way bigger audience on Instagram. Right. But I, I get the alert because it's like you can go viral like in, in a second. Yeah, Like and have zero following. And exactly. kind of.
0: Yeah, I never really I mean I kind of <laughs> started tinkering with it and then I got stressed with the platform. And I was like, I don't need this right now. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, I don't blame you. It's a lot to handle for me. So I now have more TikTok followers than I have Instagram followers, which is just like, I never thought I'd see the day because Instagram has been my number one platform for so long. Yeah. Um, and I don't even really make money on TikTok, like barely any money. But I, to me, that's a testament of like, it's not about the money. Like I love TikTok more right now because it's just more fun to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. wait, I forgot the whole question. What was the, qu- it was what was just the original what, question? It was, what do you think about Reels? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I think Reels is... It's growing on me, and it's not like one of my hugest priorities, but um, I think that it's a good thing to do if you're trying to grow on Instagram, for sure. Yeah. Like, I actually had one of my Reels recently get like 1.3 million views or something, and I was shocked. I have not had performance or engagement like that on Instagram for a long time. I do think it helps, and I've heard... From a lot of different people, that Reels has helped them grow. So uh, I definitely think it's worth worth doing. And I think if you already do TikTok, I need to take my own advice, but you might as well push <laughs> some of your TikToks, put some of them onto Reels because why not? Right. Yeah, um, right. That's what I did with my the one that went viral that got like over a million. It was originally a TikTok. So um, I definitely think it's a good idea for sure.
0: I love it. Okay. Well then on the topic of kind of Instagram, pivoting away from reels and maybe talking about like Instagram feed a little bit more, what would your top three tips be for someone out there who's listening, who's struggling with creating cohesive on-brand photos? Cause you slay at this girl. So do you have tips for somebody who's struggling with the idea of cohesive on-brand, like beautiful, unique photos?
2: Yeah. So kind of you. Um, I think I I do, I do have a few tips. I'll start with first, you got to kind of find your vibe and your aesthetic. And I think a lot of people make the mistake of like looking at other people's feeds and being like, okay, I like that. And I want to do that. And to me, I think maybe a better approach is this is something I've done is I'll go on Pinterest and I will make a private, like a secret mood board of, um, just like a bunch of photos that are inspiring me. And so keep in mind, these are all different people's photos. I mean, they're not mine, but it's not all like one person's photos. It's just a mixture of a ton of different things that inspire me and that I'm drawn to. And I feel like when you look at that, you can kind of catch a vibe. You're like, okay, I'm into, you know, pastel colors. I seem to really like this and that, whatever. And then not that you're going to go and recreate all those photos, but I feel like it kind of gives you a starting point and you really have to stick to what you like. And, um, that's my first tip because I think, I remember someone saying like, how are your photos so cohesive? Like when I'm looking at your feed, they all are like similar color palette. And I was like, "That's just what I like. Like, I am drawn to pastel colors. I love light pink. I love the peachy tones. I love grain. Like, and so therefore, those are the things I'm drawn to. Those are the things I shoot. And so my feed kind of just has that vibe to it. Um, so you have to focus on what you like. I think that's the first thing. And the second thing is sticking to somewhat of a color palette. I mean, I think that can be helpful. And it doesn't mean you can't. You can only use like two colors, but." I think if you kind of stick to an overall, uh, I don't know, I don't want to keep saying the word vibe, but that's kind of just what's coming to mind. I mean, it's a good word. Use it. <laughs> yeah. Like if you just stick to kind of a certain color palette, I think that can really make things look cohesive. And then lastly, hmm, I think editing is also key. And like you want to use the same preset or similar preset uh, every time you post a photo. I mean, I shoot a lot of film i shoot some iphone some digital and i use uh you know some different i guess type different presets that i've created um but it all flows and i will i use the preview app to kind of Uh, see if, you know, if everything's flowing, I'll put my photos into it before I actually post so I can preview what the feed's going to look like. And there'll be some times where I'm like, ooh, that's too contrasted. Like it's kind of sticking out on my feed. So I'll just take it into Lightroom and reduce, you know, the contrast and take up the shadows a little bit. And I'm like, okay, now that like vibes way better with the feed. So
1: that's what I do personally. That's awesome. Well, in that I, it kind of goes into my next question for you, which is when you're doing those content photo shoots, do you look for specific things in the location? And I guess that could almost be extended to the outfit as well, because I feel like what people often forget is the location in the outfit contributes to the colors and the vibe of what the final product is. So I guess, what do you look for in, in locations and in outfits?
2: 100%. I think... I venture to say that the outfit matters more. That's just a conclusion I've come to lately because I feel like if my if I'm obsessed with my outfit and it looks really good, I could legit be like in an alleyway next to a trash can and I'm like, I love the photo. Like, <laughs> I feel like if your outfit is just fire, it's like the background doesn't matter that much because I've been in like really pretty places and I hate my outfit and I really don't, like the photo most of the time. Mm -hmm. So for me, Mm -hmm. it's more about the outfit. Um, and you know, then you can kind of, if you do have like an amazing background as well, your photo is going to be like top notch. But like I'm saying, you can literally shoot in like just next to a plain wall. And if your outfit's like really something to write home about, then I feel like it's a cute photo.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I love that. That's so good. Okay. So kind of talking maybe
0: pivoting a little bit more broad out of, you know, here's how to curate your feed. Where do you look for in locations? Let's talk about influencing and like being a social media influencer, because you started as a wedding photographer, like you said, or a photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, We did as well. But I think a lot of people in the photography space, which is a good chunk of our audience, really want to know how to pivot into, you know, being an influencer or social media influencing. So how did you go about that transition? You kind of mentioned that it was just a bit more natural and it kind of turned into that. But do you want to dive into that a little
2: bit more? Yeah, my transition into influencing did happen very naturally, and it was also years ago when I feel like things were different on social media. But I'll, I'll speak on that a little bit. I think I why I even transitioned to sharing more lifestyle stuff in the first place is because honestly, it was getting way better engagement. I would post photos of like my photography, and it would do pretty well. And then I would post a photo of me and Life, like you know, traveling to Paris, and it would do like blow up. It would be way, I would get way more engagement and people were like loving it so much. And I was like growing a lot from that. So I just felt like, okay, that's obviously what people want to see. Um, and so to me, it just kind of felt natural to start sharing that more often. And then when stories came out, I feel like, that was game changing because you could share more of your personality, and people really got to know you. Mm-hmm. And my advice to anyone now, because I do think social media is different, and algorithms can be tricky sometimes. But I think if you are a photographer and you want to transition into influencing, it's all about showing your personality. And um, whether that's you know behind the scenes on stories, I think an amazing way to show your personality is showing like, okay, guys, hey, I'm going to a photo shoot today. Here's behind the scenes. This is what we got. Like, show your personality, and people are going to follow for you i pretty much everyone that i follow i feel like it's even if i love their photos if i don't really like jive with their personality i'm kind of like eh. like but mm-hmm. if i love the personality behind the photos i'm so obsessed like i want to watch their stories i want to engage because I know the person behind it and I like them. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think it's so important to just showcase your personality and just start doing that more and more. I recently, this has nothing to do with photography, but I recently followed Half-Baked Harvest on Instagram. Do you guys follow her? It like, yeah. uh, does it I like don't cooking? know if I actually
0: follow her, but I am very that familiar me, with her. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, so she has so many awesome recipes and I don't know why I've never followed her. Like I would, I would see people making her recipes all the time. My mom would always talk about her. And I finally ended up following her. And I just saw recently that she was like talking, uh, her little sister was on the camera and they were talking about um, this like body wash. She was doing an ad for body wash. And I was thinking like, that's so interesting because she started out and she shares like the purpose of her whole page, it's all cooking photos. But because she shares her personality as well when she cooks and like, you know, she takes you through her recipe, Now she can also like promote for this body wash because we know her. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's like, it opens
1: you up to a world of possibilities when people just start like knowing you and trusting you as a person. For sure. I think so many people put themselves in a business box because I mean it doesn't have to be a photography business. It could be literally whatever product or service-based business that you have and you want to start slowly influencing, I guess you could say (laughs) it. It, I think you put yourself in this box of like, oh, I have to show up and I have to be professional. And the only thing I can now share is my service or my product. And I love that you said that your personal photos did the best because that's 1000% true. And we teach to our students and our audience, like you have to show up and be personal because that's what connects the most. Like people want to be connected to human beings and we love stories as human beings as well. And I think so many people aren't doing that and then they're not seeing the results and then they're complaining, why am I not growing? And it's like, well, do you show up with your face to camera in your stories every day? Right. Do you post yourself to your feed every day? And I, I think that almost maybe navigates a little bit into the conversation of confidence because I think, especially for our audience, something that is a, is a barrier is like getting... Over the fear that, like, well, people won't care if I if I show up, or I have to wear makeup every single time I show up on my stories, or I, I have to do this, I have to be perfect in order to show up. And it's like, no, people are craving realness. Like, you yeah. don't have to look perfect every single time. Um, but do you want to speak to that a little bit and maybe just touch on like confidence of like, I don't think you struggle with this, probably, because you seem like very confident in front of the camera. But do you have any advice uh to people that maybe are struggling to show up in front of the camera? People here's the thing. People
2: do care. And I think like, I even will think that sometimes too. I'll be like, oh, I'm not going to share this grocery. Like when I got at the grocery store, it's like, who cares? And then I'll get all these responses. Thank you so much for sharing this. I've been, you know, struggling knowing what to like staples to get at the grocery store. And this just inspired me, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Oh, what the heck? Like things that are average to you. I think people really do care more than you think. And I think the best way I'm actually reading this book called the confidence code. And it is so interesting. If you guys haven't read it, you should. It's like all about specifically women and confidence and kind of the difference between us and men and a lot of common things that women do. And, uh, one of those things is like kind of always, uh, I don't know, like devaluing yourself and being like, eh, people aren't going to care. And like, I don't want to be too much. I don't want to you know, talk too much or be annoying. So I'm just going to kind of lay low and spoiler alert, men don't really think that very often. It's like usually (laughs) the opposite. Um, and I don't know, I think just, it's almost fake it till you make it. It's like, just act like people care and start talking about stuff you care about. And I think you'd be surprised at how many people are really actually interested in what you have to say. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We wanted to interrupt this episode real fast to chat about counseling. Now, counseling is so often stigmatized in a negative way, and it absolutely should not be. Because Evie and I so firmly support counseling in all stages of life, we were so excited when BetterHelp, an online counseling company, reached out to us to be a sponsor on the show. We were able to try
0: it ourselves for a bit, and our experiences were incredible. I was even able to go on and fill out a full list of information about myself, my desires in a counselor, including religious beliefs and more. I was matched with an amazing counselor who shares my worldview, and I absolutely loved the ability to put preferences like that down on the questionnaire.
1: Something else we genuinely loved about BetterHelp is that they offer four ways to get licensed counseling. Video sessions, phone calls, live chat, and messaging. It's honestly incredible. If you've been contemplating counseling but are feeling lost
0: on where to start, we definitely recommend BetterHelp. We both had great experiences with them and have so many friends also loving their services.
1: So we have an affiliate link for you today for 10% off your first month. Just go to www.betterhelp.com forward slash heart and hustle. Hey hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about
0: our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying (laughs) clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute the list goes on business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though and yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business we're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client
1: okay but here's the truth One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also, hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection.
0: Yes, so we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige from the Legal Page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is
1: so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack our contracts in our shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. Well, I think it comes down to, you know, kind of like
0: what Lindsay was saying, that the connection, like people long for relationships and connections and they love being encouraged and inspired. And in 2020, especially, but just in our day and age of technology, people love you know, feeling that relationship, that they have a friendship, that, you know, showing that grocery haul is something that you would do FaceTiming your best friend. And it gives that, you know, that connection that people are hungering for right now. And so keeping that in mind when creating content that it's, it's more, it's deeper than just showing like your groceries, although great, you know, that is helpful to people to know, you know, oh, this, is what JC gets at Trader Joe's and I love it. And I literally have screenshot stuff from your grocery stores, JC. Yeah, You're trader, like, <laughs> your
1: trader Joe hauler. Everything. I'm like, oh, I need to try
0: that. So like, yes, people love that. But also more than that, it's just like, oh, I get to be involved in JC's life or, you know, I get to be in this relationship. As weird as it is in today's online day and age, it's how, you know, society operates a lot today. And it's something to take advantage of and to be aware of in building that connection, that relationship with your people who are showing up for you.
2: I totally agree. People always say like, I feel like we're friends. And I'm like, it really does feel that way on the internet. I mean, I know I feel that way about so many people I follow. It feel mm-hmm. like we're, so, some of these people I've never met and I'm like, wait, I thought we were friends. Like I think, <laughs> I think that we're real life friends. You know what I mean? So yeah. I totally agree. I think it's so important to be personable and that connects
1: people to you so much more than like, you know, a perfect photo ever will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. This kind of navigates into the next question, which do you ever deal with comparison yourself? Like, and then if you do, do you? How do you tackle that trap? Because um, I think so many of us can struggle with feeling comparison, especially on IG and just social media in general. Um, how do you combat any feelings of of doubt that might sneak in? That's like, oh, oh, her podcast is better, or oh, that YouTuber is way more cool than I am, or like, oh, I, I can never take Instagram photos like that. Like, do you ever have thoughts like that? Like, real talk, or or have you got to a place where like? that just like you don't deal with that
2: oh my gosh no this is by far my biggest struggle like i think those thoughts all the time and i think Everyone's so different, but my advice is always to just. And I know it sounds is definitely easier said than done, but I think just stay in your own lane. Like a lot of times when I'm feeling like that, I'm just like I have to get off social media. Like, and I'm not saying you know delete the app and don't get on it for. Although you know social media cleanses can be good, but I'm mostly saying just get off in that moment. If I start mm-hmm. to feel negatively and I'm just like, oh, like she works so hard and I just feel like my content is crap lately. Like I'm just not, you know, excited about it, whatever. Once I start feeling that, that those feelings and thinking those thoughts, I really just try to be strong and I'm like, okay, get off. Like get off social media and go read a book, go on a walk, go do something that you love. And I know it's cheesy, but like I believe that gratitude literally heals everything. Like when you focus on the good, the good Mm -hmm. gets better. We all have so Mm -hmm. many blessings in our lives. Like literally no matter who you are, you have something to be grateful for. And I think whenever I start feeling in that rut where I'm just like, Oh, like, you know, that girl is so much, whatever, better than me in this way. If I really stop and think about the life that I have and just the things I'm grateful for, that melts away for me. Cause I'm just like, that doesn't matter. Like I love my life. I love who I am. And I think it is about I always share this quote on my podcast and just it, on my Instagram because I think it's so powerful, but I live by kind of this mantra of make yourself proud. And it's not make it anyone else proud. It's literally just make yourself proud every single day. If you do that, that is how I believe that we build confidence. And it could be as simple as, you know, getting out of bed some days for some people, or it could be, you know, like, starting to work on your, this dream business that you're working on. But if you can go to bed at the end of every day and be like, I'm proud of today. Like I'm proud of the person I am and I'm proud of the stuff I got done today. Then I feel like you're going to be much more confident and happy. Mm. Mm. That's so good. good. Yeah. I feel
0: like, (laughs) jinx. I feel like that's also something, JC, that requires a lot of self-discipline in, you know, recognizing when the comparison is coming up and. Stepping away from social media and you know running to something that you know is going to enhance your life instead of numb you know whatever emotions that you're feeling in that moment you know it's easy for us to jump in front of Netflix or something when we're feeling down instead of going for a walk or you know having doing a workout or reading a book that we know is going to inspire and uplift us or something so I think it, a lot of what I just took away from what you're saying is like pay attention to when that pops up take control of it which requires self discipline and then find things in you know our lives that combat that in a different way by you know spreading gratitude in our lives or focusing on you know ourselves in our own lane instead of focusing on other people because that will only ever veer us off track
2: Yes. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever listen to Ed Milet's podcast. He just like pumps me up like no one else. Like I get done listening and I'm like,
1: like I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I'm
2: going to go to incredible. Yeah. He's so awesome. But he always says that comparison is just, is unhappiness. Like when you're comparing yourself, you're going to be unhappy. Mm-hmm. And, and no matter what, whether you are comparing yourself and saying, oh, I'm so much better than them or, oh my gosh, I'm trash, like, I'm so much worse, it's not, yeah. not going to lead you to a happy life ever. Yeah. Well, okay, kind of like a follow-up, a little
0: bit off track, but also somewhat related. In talking about self-discipline and just the fact that you recognize like, oh, I'm falling into the comparison trap right now. Let me, you know, shut off Instagram or whatever and go do my own thing do you want to touch on productivity a little bit? Cause I know you love routines and, you know, being self-disciplined and working out and all of that. Do you want to talk about how you feel that's impacted your life and why you're so passionate about it?
2: Yeah. I think it goes back to the make yourself proud thing. Like something in me just clicked. I've I mean, I've always been a pretty driven person to be honest. Like I love, you know, making lists and goals and like reaching my goals and stuff. Um, but I feel like a few years ago, something clicked for me and it was truly when I like, heard that phrase, make yourself proud. And I really actually started to try and live by it. Um, I was telling Leif this morning, we got up at sunrise to do a hike and the alarm went off and Leif just goes, "Mm -mm." like he didn't want to, we were both just so tired. And it was one of those times where I'm like, okay, I really, we don't have to go on this hike. This was literally just an idea I had. It's dark, it's cold, it's windy. I can literally hear the wind. And I just always have this thing in the back of my head where I'm like, do something today that like your future self will thank you for. Do something Mm. today that's going to further, you know, lead you in a good direction in life. And so I don't know, like, I'm not saying I'm perfect because I lack self-discipline a lot of times, but I feel like I really just try to think of those things in those hard moments. And so I got out of bed, I got my workout clothes on, Leif got up, we went on the hike and I'm so glad we went. And I I just feel like what I always have to remember is that I'm always so glad when I do those things that like I really want to do, but sometimes seem hard in the moment. Um, And I never regret working out. I never Mm -hmm. regret getting out and, you know, like, executing this photo shoot idea that took a long time. And I think I just always try and remind myself that, of that in those hard moments is that I'm a very, I guess, I don't know how to word it, but I always tell life I think of the big picture a lot and I think of my long-term goals and I really, day to day, I know kind of the direction I need to go in if I want to get to those goals. Like, So for example, you know, uh, buying my dream home one day. It's like, I know that's not just gonna happen by doing nothing. (laughs) And so I work every day towards, uh, towards that. Like I, I want to be able to do that. Therefore, I know that takes hard work. So I'm willing to do that. And I think it's just about like, kind of reminding yourself of like your goals and who you want to be. And if you can do that again, it's not always easy in those moments, but if you can do that in those hard moments, it's is really powerful.
1: Yeah, mm, that's so good. I think that's incredible advice. Um, Evie, did you have anything to add on to that? Or I feel like that just—I mean, everything in this. I, JC, I don't know. Like,
0: I love productivity, and I love like I just am a nerd about it. I study it. I practice it. Like, it's just so fun to me. It's so yes. fascinating, and I get a lot of questions about it. You know, how have you created this routine? How do you consistently get up at? You know an early hour and go to bed early and all this stuff and it just comes down to either two things one self-discipline and you know they're like how do you stay motivated to get up at 5 a.m and I'm like well some mornings I am not motivated to get up at 5 a.m but I have discipline and discipline and motivation are two different things and you have to focus on you know creating those routines and those rhythms that it becomes natural for you to get up at 5am because it's what you've done. And you know, secondly, like the second thing is it's pushing you towards your goals and having those goals in mind. Like I don't get up at 5am just because I love getting up at 5 a.m. I mean, I kind of do now, but I'm more naturally a night owl. And so it's not something I started doing just because, oh, the joy of it. I Mm -hmm. started doing it because I noticed that I was fresher in the morning and I felt more productive and I was able to get, you know, 50 times more done in my day and still have entire evenings to just hang out with my boyfriend or, you know, go explore, go surf or, you know, whatever. I had so much more time and flexibility in my life. And I think that's just, you know, What it circles down to is one, practicing self-discipline and recognizing that when you're working on these routines, you're not always going to feel like doing it. But that's when, you know, the goals kind of come in and recognizing I'm working towards something. I'm not just doing this aimlessly.
2: Yes. And that's so important that we have a whole section in our Balanced Boss course that Chelsea and I teach. It's literally called motivation versus discipline and Mm. how those are two different things. And it's exactly what you said. I think a lot of people do want to, you know, cut corners or take a shortcut. And it's like, well, how do I, how do I do that? Like, how do I get up at 5am? And (laughs) it's like, I'm a very, I don't want to say blunt, but kind of person to where I'm like, well, <laughs> get up at 5 a.m. Like, that's literally the only answer is like, yeah. you have to push yourself to do it. And I think it's just so important to recognize that no one else is going to do The things that you want to do for you. No one's working out for you. No one's gonna, you know, cater to you and like help you wake up every morning. So you have to be that rock for yourself. As as hard as it is sometimes, like you're saying, it's like the alarm goes off and you're like, I do not want to get up. But you have to be that for yourself. And again, that's where it all circles back to like making yourself proud every single day
1: and being like, I'm gonna do this for me. Yeah, I I can't remember who said I. I feel like it might've been Rachel Hollis, but I'm not quite sure. But I think I heard somebody say, when you hit snooze on your alarm, you literally break a promise to yourself that you made uh, the night before. Because if you're snoozing, you obviously set an alarm. Therefore, you probably did it. Well, you had to have done it the night before. And so it's like the first action of your day, you're breaking a promise that you made to yourself. And I was like, oh, that cuts deep. Oh my Um, gosh, it does cut deep. I I think (laughs) you might've heard that from Ed Milet. He says that a lot. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I did. I don't know.
2: <laughs> JC's like, I don't, here, let me
1: help. Yeah. Like, here, let me source this exact podcast for you. No, he, okay. he does say that a
2: lot. And I, I totally agree. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, I thought it was such good advice. Okay, wait. I have another question that I probably honestly should have asked earlier when we were talking about Instagram, but I just thought of it because I've personally noticed your specific style and correct me if I'm completely wrong, but I don't think I am, but I'll just stop. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, I think your style has changed a little bit over the years from like very like poppy DSLR photos to like, I see, at least my perspective, it feels very much more like film vibey. And I think that's also, um, we've talked about this on the podcast before, but I've noticed a shift in Instagram from being like these perfectly curated magazine layout DSLR looking feeds. I think it's the introduction of stories and also the introduction of reels and TikTok and all of that. But I feel like people are getting a little bit more, one, they got like, sick of the fake authenticity or, like, the fake looking. Perfection. Seeds. Yeah, perfection. And I think now it's a lot more creative. Um, so, my question is, one, is that true? Like, and how did you navigate that change? And then, like, maybe it's a three-part question. <laughs> okay. um, uh How did you navigate that change, if I'm correct? And then, how do you balance DSLR photos with Instagram, or not Instagram, uh, it, like, iPhone photos versus, like, film photos? Like, that to me seems like very drastic things.
2: Yeah. I, you're correct in your assumption. Yes. I have kind of, (laughs) so you know, what's crazy is I've actually had, I've shot two times on my DSLR in 2020 total. So last year, at the end of the year, I had a breakdown and I was just like, I am so burned out. I'm burned out of shooting on my DSLR every single day. I can't, I'm, I'm, Bored of it. I'm done. Like I've been doing this for ten years. I cannot do this anymore. So I ordered a film camera, and I was like, I want to try out film. And I finally—it has been a full year, and I literally just now this past week was like, I'm ready to shoot on my DSLR again, and I'm excited to shoot on my DSLR again. Dang. Um, I think going back to what you said about how people were just kind of over the perfectionism, um, we were actually just talking about this, a few of my friends and I, and we were saying like, it kind of got to a point on Instagram, it seems like, where I could see a photo of a girl, like the prettiest girl I've ever seen, like with long, blonde, luscious hair in like a red ball gown in Santorini, like Greece, twirling around. And I was like, oh, I don't care. Like it, Mm -hmm. because... I've seen it a million times. Like it almost just got to be almost too much perfection where you're just like, I'm bored at this point. It's like, if if there's not a ton, if you're just a pretty girl standing in a pretty place, like I don't care. That's how I felt anyway. And I felt that way. I started to feel that way about my own photos where I was just, I'm like, what am I offering people? Like me just standing on this cliff. I'm like, okay, I don't know. (laughs) I'm just bored. Like it it sounds crazy, but... I think we were so bombarded with like all this travel bloggy, perfect photography for so long, that I was just bored with myself. I was bored with the people I, you know, was following, and that's why I wanted to switch it up. And so my my vibe definitely has changed a lot. Um, But I'm finding myself excited to go back to shooting some more digital photos and like kind of getting creative again. And I feel like I'll always stay true to. things i'm interested in currently so i look back at a lot of my photos and like i love them and i love that time in my life but the way i edited them i'm like oh, i wouldn't edit them that way now because my style has changed i've you know grown up a little bit my editing style is different the clothes i wear are different so i'll always stay true to my style but i think and what i'm loving at the moment but i'm excited to start incorporating more dslr photos into my feed and I guess we'll see how it meshes with the film and iPhone vibe that I've been doing. And if, because I haven't really, you know, peppered in many DSLR photos this year, like I said. So we'll see if it like flows or if I have to make adjustments. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to get back to my roots. I love awesome. it. I love that answer.
0: It's so fun <laughs> hearing your journey too, JC. And just like, just all the, all the navigation of content creating and entrepreneurship It's just all always a journey and always like there's something else around the corner that who knows your style might change again. Like it's just part of the process. And well, I I think that's uh, really relatable to a lot of people. Yeah, for sure. Okay. JC, we want to do something a little bit different and do like a speed question round uh okay. as we kind
1: of wrap up the podcast this was not un- literally no we, I, I literally as you were talking i was like this would be so fun to do with her so we just made <laughs> this up literally on the spot and we've never done it before so you're the guinea pig <laughs> oh my gosh amazing i'm ready Fun, Lindsay. do you want to go yeah so we're gonna ask you up like like maybe 10 i can't remember how many we wrote down um speed round questions and you just like spitfire your your first answer <laughs> okay i'm ready all right ready or do we want to alternate yeah.
2: That's awesome. Okay. Let's great.
1: Right, perfect, perfect. Okay. And favorite color, pink. Favorite app for creating, <gasps> TikTok. I love <laughs> okay, it. Okay. Perfect. Favorite vlog topic,
2: ooh, I'd say productivity slash health and wellness motivation. I love sweet. it. Favorite YouTuber to follow, uh, Maggie McDonald. Love it.
1: Mm.
2: Okay. Favorite camera to shoot on, uh, film for film. My contacts T2. Love it. Uh, For digital, I still shoot on my 5D Mark IV, and I love it. Love it. Okay, favorite celebrity? Oh,
1: gosh. Uh, (laughs) Kim Kardashian. We literally just threw this at you, so apologies. (laughs) I love it. Um, Favorite restaurant in LA?
2: Ooh. Oh, gosh, I have so many. (laughs) I'm, like, really trying to narrow it down right now. We're stressing
0: you out. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
2: That's okay. That's okay. I am tr- i haven't been to a restaurant in so long because they've that's all been true. closed down. I'm like, where oh have God. I even been recently? <laughs> okay. This is a basic answer, but by Chloe. It's so good. Love it. Okay. Uh, red hair or blonde hair?
1: Red forever. <laughs> mm, good to know. Short hair or long hair?
2: <gasps> oh my gosh. Why is that one like the one that's paining me the most? Because I am growing out my hair right now, but it's been you short are. For so long. Yeah. I are think you I'm going back like- to the long hair? Uh, not like super long, but like mid length. I actually kind of like the length it's at right now and I would like it to be a little longer, but nice. I don't want it to get too much longer. So I'm going to go with mid length, even though that was not an option. Oh, I like it. You're just breaking all sorts of rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then favorite quote. Favorite quote. Make yourself proud. Of course. Oh, I love ooh. it. Oh,
1: it's
2: All so right. Good. That was it. And that was a great, that was a great <laughs> guinea pig round of our speed round. <laughs> that was fun. You guys should start doing that. I love like I little red, really questions.
0: Yeah, it's so fun. You also tend to get like fun moments and just natural reactions, and I love it so much. Yes. Okay,
2: wait, do you guys want to? Do you guys want a better quote that I have pulled up that's not make yourself proud? Like I've said three hundred times in this episode. Yeah, sure, okay. anything. <laughs> okay, you become a master of your life when you learn how to control where your attention goes. Value what you give your energy and time to. Oh yes, I don't I even understand that. that. I just saw it on Instagram and I loved it. I screenshotted it, so just oh, want to share that. That's I amazing. Love it. <laughs> Okay, well, right. JC, kind of
0: wrapping up, we ask every single one of our guests this question, and it's so fun to hear just the different answers. What for you do you feel has been the biggest lesson you have learned in business?
2: Wow, I think to the importance of creating your own opportunities. I think mm. a lot of people, including me at sometimes, like kind of just wait for things to happen for them and they're like, well, what the heck? Like, I'm working hard and I haven't gotten these opportunities that I want. And I always give the the uh, example of our podcast because we did not know what the heck we were doing when we started our podcast almost two and a half years ago. Didn't know anyone with a podcast that we were close to. Didn't really know much about the industry. And we uh, sought out our podcast network, dear media, and asked if we could have a meeting with them. And we told them our kind of vibe and like what we had envisioned for our podcast. And they ended up signing us. And I just, I use that example because I know for a fact, like they probably wouldn't have reached out on their own because no, no one really knew us as a podcast at that point. And Mm we would only been doing it for a few months, but sometimes, and you're going to fail and there are going to be times when people say no and rejection is good for us. It's, failure is so necessary to build mm-hmm. your confidence and to learn lessons. You literally have to fail. And so mm-hmm. I think failure is good and create your own opportunities. Don't get so you know upset if it doesn't go exactly how you want. You, know, you don't want to have very specific expectations, but put yourself out there, send people your photography, send brands, your photos, say, hi, I want to work with you. Here's what I can offer you. Like Put yourself out there and you will get so many opportunities that you never thought you could get
1: mic drop Ooh, moment amen. right there <laughs> drop. listen to her people listen <laughs> all right well jc everyone i'm sure loves the crap out of you now after listening to this show so uh, we want you to plug the heck out of yourself you have all we d- talked about how multi-dimensional you are on a million different platforms so where can people watch your youtube listen to your podcast watch your tiktok see your instagram
2: plug away Okay. So the hub for everything I would say is my Instagram. It's at JC Marie Smith. It's spelled J-A-C-I and then Marie Smith. Um, You can find me on YouTube, JC Marie. My podcast is called What We Said Podcast. It's hosted with my best friend, Chelsea. It's a really fun time. And we also teach health and business courses because uh, Chelsea is a certified health coach and then I'm obviously an entrepreneur. So we teach health and business courses and that Instagram is at balancedboss co and I think that's all my businesses for now you can always you can find me at JC Marie Smith though. that's the main one I love Perfect. it <laughs> JC thank you so much for
0: just coming on here and giving so much information and just being so wonderful and I know people are going to love this episode so we so appreciate your time today thank you so much
2: for having me you guys are great podcast interviewers, by the way Aww, I think you should know that oh
1: my gosh you. thank you
2: you're welcome thank you so much <laughs> for having me you.